everybody to the greatest music NFT podcast show. I am your host, Beaks Vibe, and this is your number one source for all things Web3 and music NFTs. We've got a brand new week and we've had a lot of action in the interweb world of Web3, of music NFTs, of culture, of life, and everything. As all of you have, I'm sure, heard the news. Meta, aka Facebook, aka Mark Zuckerberg, soon to get into the MMA matching ring with none other than Elon Musk. Yes, that Meta has launched a brand new app called Threads. Of course, we've all heard of this, and this is just absolutely hilarious. It's hilarious. I mean, for them to poach one of the cultural jargon terminologies of Twitter, the thread, right? I even think of, you know, some of our most infamous influencers in crypto Twitter, none other than not thread guy, which is his name. You know, Twitter is known for these Twitter threads and for (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg and Meta to come and take that name and create the Twitter copycat rival competitor new social media app where all the action and where everyone should be is, right? But yes, we now have Threads. And Threads is essentially an app under the umbrella of Instagram. It is a standalone app, but it is essentially using all of the data of your Instagram account. So much so that in fact, I believe you need an Instagram account to have a Threads account. So they kind of go hand in hand, and I don't have these numbers specifically, but it is something like, I believe the overall Twitter user number is in the 300 million mark. I believe the Instagram user number is in the billion plus category, right? So even when we're just talking about like, yeah, Twitter is successful, you know, when we think of kind of the top dogs of social media, you know, sites or apps or whatever you want to call them, I think we always think of, you know, Facebook's, you know, Twitter, Instagram is sometimes that top three. Of course, you have YouTube, you've got TikTok, I mean, you've got Reddit, you've got big apps, big social media companies, all in that conversation. But I think you always think of Twitter. But when you realize that number disparity, right, between 300 million to a billion plus, I mean, Meta, Instagram, Facebook, that database of users is just vastly bigger than anything Twitter has ever had. So I think it's interesting in that same standpoint, but as you know, you've heard the comparisons, right? Google tried to launch their own social network too. And Google has that same type of kind of confident bravado when they're probably trying to pitch their social media too. They're going, well, look at how many billions of users use Google. We'll just be able to pour a segment of that and we'll have hundreds of millions of users on our social media app. Yet there's still, you know, Google Plus, of course, you know, came and went and has now died and lives among the rest of the failed social media apps. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with threads. I mean, I think that highlight, that headlining number of how many active users, how quickly was evident or obvious. But I think to see if it can retain those users will be something to be really interesting because when you think of like the user, like who uses Twitter, it's almost like the anti Instagram person. It's like, I I don't know if I think I just said this on my own to somebody another day I was talking about this. I was like, I think Twitter is for those who hate Instagram is I think threads is going to be for those who hate Twitter. 
And I think that type of like, who's this for, like which user is this for is really key and really important because the frivolous Instagram user is not the, you know, political business, thoughtful Twitter user. Right. And, and vice versa. So whether there is an interesting kind of unique point of view where the Instagram user suddenly wants to be more proactive in a text-based medium such as threads, and if that can somehow kind of work hand-in-hand, it'll be interesting. But there's another thing I want to talk about with this whole threads thing. And listen, I'm not on threads yet. I have an Instagram account. I'm sure I'll port it all over. I'll be at Beaks Vibe on threads, whatever. But I mean, I'm not looking for somewhere else to necessarily be. But I've heard this take that really bothers me. And maybe we'll just kind of talk this out, hash this out on the podcast, and we'll try to understand kind of where this all goes. So I want to talk to the decentralization maxis out there. And I've heard and I've listened to a few on Twitter spaces uh, that, you know, that have been very anti-threads. And you would seemingly then assume that that is pro-Twitter, but there's a lot of convoluted ideologies that are conflicting here. So let me try to break this down. Before threads, let's take a step back. Before threads, there are and have been Twitter competitors, direct copycat rival competitors to Twitter. You've heard some of them like Truth Social, right? When Donald Trump initially got deplatformed from Twitter, that was where he was going. He was going to Truth Social. And there's a bunch of others, right? I'm not even going to go through the names, but they're all these attempts at a quote unquote decentralized platform where, you know, truth can prevail or, you know, censorship resistant content can prevail, so on and so forth. It's all these kinds of libertarian ideologies, to put it loosely, that are at play here of what we're going for. And it's all under the guise of freedom of speech, but that becomes such a perverted interpretation of what that actually means from a constitutional standpoint that we're not even going to get into that whole rap. But needless to say, I know that my listener base here at the Greatest Music NFT Podcast Show is a learned folk. And so I understand that they are not the ones that are confused by this topic. But nonetheless, let me continue to break this down. So the irony of a decentralization maxi, when there are these offerings, let's call them, of such platforms where these types of ideological principles are the paramount value of what the platform brings. It's whatever that thing that you care about so much from an ideological point of view stands to be true, stands to be held and celebrated on that platform that they cherish that that's that's where you go. That's the value that you see there. The irony that I can hear that message on a platform like Twitter, it means that there's double speak coming out of one's mouth who proposes to be such a decentralization maxi, right? Because the problem with decentralization is that when you want to scale things in this world, there is some version of centralization that creates that scalability up to this point, okay? And so when you take that scalability factor out and you create a complete thread of decentralized networks, whether it's a marketplace, a social media platform, so on and so forth, there are so many different auxiliary components to what it takes to then be you know, part of that ecosystem where you really have to put your money where your mouth is. 
And I think the truth is going to always be that those are the lesser popular mediums, the decentralized ones, because centralized marketplaces or platforms are just going to be more gravitationally hubs of where people are. And I think when someone wants to be an advocate of what they believe in to such a degree, but when the, what they're advocating is this decentralization ideology and they're preaching anti-meta narrative, they're, they're preaching anti-threads, why not to go to threads, why I'm going to stay on Twitter, but it's all under the guise of this hypocrisy, this total hypocrisy. And then you hear the other take of like, like anti-meta, meta is nothing but a purely evil company. And I think that's just such an overly simplified way of trying to examine and assess what the reality is. And the biggest thing that really gets me, kind of boils my blood on this particular topic is who I hear speak this way and speak on behalf of Meta as being such an evil empire and doing nothing but bad and, and, and toxic, toxicity in this world. It's the privileged Americans who are like almost come off as anti-American the way they talk. It's like they're anti-American company. They're anti-American you know, it's like everything that this country represents, when the irony of the way they were raised, the way they were brought up in this world is none but exclusively due to the privileged opportunity of being an American, of being an American. And so it just drives me crazy when I hear and see people who on that same platform, they, they were, their successes and opportunities and their, you know, Online conveniences of life have been thank you to America because of the entrepreneurship in America, because of the companies and the tech and the way that this country has prospered in the last few decades, right? And then you see something like threads come out and it's, well, America sucks and Meta sucks and they're all surveillance and big data and this and that. And that's why they're going to go on Truth Social or some other loser decentralized platform. And it's like, good, go preach that message there. You should be preaching, you should be so decentralized, you should be advocating so hardcore for decentralization that you're only on decentralized platforms. Get off the centralized platforms then. If Meta is that evil, then so is Twitter. Stop being hypocritical. And I'm not going to sit here and name names. And if this message is totally going over your head, it's intended to go over your head. If this message sounds like I'm talking directly at you, it's intended to be that way. And if this message sounds like it's talking to someone you also are aware of and know of in the crypto Twitter scene, it's most likely talking about that person or those types of people. Because the hypocrisy of centralization versus decentralization and that debate's being held on Twitter versus Meta? Are you kidding me? It's like, get your marbles in order. It's so nonsensical. So anyways, that's a rant. This episode is supposed to be on, you know, threads. But listen, what's there really to say? I mean, every it's like, what's the hot take on threads? Okay, every, Meta is like the OG top tier at being able to, you know, take in every social media app and kind of make it their own, right? They kind of did it with, you know, reels. They did it with, you know, against TikTok. They did it with stories against Snapchat. 
they acquired Instagram, they acquired WhatsApp, you know, they built, they scaled Facebook as hard as it could go. And now you got threats. And just you know, the last little anecdotal, you know, fun fact, I think that makes all of this very funny is like, when you think of the 60% of the Twitter workforce that got either laid off or voluntarily walked away because the Elon Musk takeover was going to be a little too much for them. Where do you think they went? Who do you think built threads? Now, allegedly, it was a team of about 20 people. And if you, there, I've heard some people talk about the math in terms of like how much top line revenue this will create for Meta overall, the company, which would be incredibly impressive if it were to be a team of 20. But I'll be darned if that team of 20, if that's the number, wasn't the 20 people that left uh, Twitter. And of course, as you know, or maybe you don't know, but Meta is getting sued by Twitter uh, for allegedly using trade secrets and secretive internal intellectual property. So the truth will come out, no pun intended, and we will see how the cookie crumbles. But I think I'm going to leave it there for this week. This was a fiery episode talking about threads, talking about all those beloved decentralization maxis that we all love and know out there in the crypto Twitter world. And maybe there'll be a crypto decentralization platform world too, because, you know, what where I'm at is on crypto Twitter. Maybe there'll be a crypto threads. We'll see. The podcast and myself are not on threads yet, but in the meantime, you can still follow us on social media, on TikTok, on Twitter, and on YouTube, and anywhere podcasts are streamed. So check us out there. And yeah, follow me at Beaks Vibe. Follow the podcast at TGM NFT Pod. Of course, you know that's short for the greatest music NFT podcast show. And that's it. See everyone here, same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace.